Hey y'all, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm your host, Ainsley B, and I can't wait to share with you some amazing guests on this season of the podcast. Our goal here is to help one another find, keep, and share our wild confidence in Christ. I'm so thankful you're joining us, and if you love the episode today, I'd be so grateful if you left a review or shared it with a friend. All right, all right, let's hop in. I can't wait to meet our guest today. I'm not sure that I've ever been more excited about a guest, if I'm honest. <gasps> Melissa, welcome to Wild Confidence. <laughs> Thank you. I know it sounds cliche, but I really am so honored and tickled to be here with you. Like, really. Oh my gosh. Uh, truly, like, I mean it. I don't think that I've ever been more excited to have a guest on. And the thing is that we, you and I talked about it a long time ago. I just had the idea. I was like, we should literally have a podcast episode of my counseling sessions because you are my counselor. You're my real life, like counselor that I genuinely see in in a real way. So if you're not just like my friend, that's a counselor, but you're my counselor that's a friend that's cool. yeah oh yeah I love that yes and I accept <laughs> that title all of it yeah, yeah you came, lo- it's- came to my book launch party mm-hmm. and we've just- been through a lot together we've been through a lot yeah together. we were just talking about how it's been like five and a half ish years mm-hmm. that we have been and and along. you can share how how you started that first session <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the fact that I am very much an Enneagram too, and even whenever I try to deny the fact that I'm an Enneagram too, I always go back to the fact that I brought a graph, like a diagram, a family tree, into our session, and was like, okay, this is my complicated family. This is my history of trauma. This is what I've done to work on the trauma, and this is where we are today. <laughs> and it was so helpful, and it has been helpful ever since. It's so helpful. That was awesome. I've never had anybody come so prepared um, and ready to go when it was when I met you. Well, I love it so much because I think you might be the best fit for me because you're you're such a good, obviously, listener, but you're also no nonsense. Like you hold me accountable for my stuff. You're like, well, think about whenever, you know, your expectations <laughs> and we'll obviously get into that. But think about this. Think about your role here. And I'm like, Yes, I know. <laughs> and I, I try to do it lovingly, as lovingly as I can. Because oh, I'm also a two. I'm a compulsive two. Like I'm off the chart too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I want to be helpful also. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, it's the most helpful or else we wouldn't be here five and a half years later. Right? Yeah. You well, know? I'm glad. I'm really glad. Thanks. Of course. Okay. So that's who you are to me, obviously. I'm obsessed with you. Every time anybody is like, I need to find a counselor. I'm like, you should probably see mine. But I'm also like, she's so high in demand. I don't know if you can, but you you should see Melissa. She's the best ever. So anyway, that I'm obviously just your biggest fan, but tell everyone else your credentials. Like, what do you do? What Tell us a, a little bit about the Brene Brown certification and all of those things. Tell us about okay. you. Okay. Um, so I am a licensed professional counselor and a supervisor. Um, So that means I supervise developing counselors. And um, I also got a certification with Brene Brown. So I'm a certified Daring Way facilitator. Uh, There's not many of us in the country, uh, and I'm the only one in Acadiana, but that means I'm trained to facilitate her programs, Daring Greatly, Gifts of Imperfection, Rising Strong, uh, that kind of stuff. So I love doing that. Um, That has 
helped me so much in my life with shame resilience, shame gremlins, how to um, show up authentically and courageously. And so that is really what I love to do for other people. And I've turned it into some workshops. Uh, and I also go into organizations now and do that too. I don't know if you knew that part, but yeah. So now I do, I try to use it wherever I can in counseling, in coaching, in workshops and in executive coaching too. So you can take this certification really anywhere in corporate offices in just like a girl's book club, wine night situation, anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I've been hired for all of it. I'll either, I'll either host my own workshops or people can hire me to come in to help teach them with their values or boundaries or uh, rising after some fall down moment. Yeah. it, It really can be used anywhere. I love how it just helps people live or lead authentically and courageously. I dig it. I love that. Does it have to be, um, do you do any virtual or does it have to be in person? Mm -hmm. No, I can do virtual. Um, I I can go really anywhere, uh, especially now that virtual is such a useful medium, accessible. Yeah. So no, and I can go anywhere. Counseling is uh, strictly Louisiana, but the coaching and being a certified Daringway facilitator is international. So I can go anywhere. Very cool. Yeah. That's really neat. I love, well, I love Brene Brown in general. So whenever I, I knew that you love Brene Brown, and we were got a perfect these, match. Yeah. Certifications. They're so good. And there are things that like, I've read, you know, a few of her books and listened to her podcasts and her, the gifts of imperfection parenting wise was something that just, she just gave me so many permission slips that I needed and appreciated. Um, but there's one thing that we talked about the last time that we met <laughs> that had to do with her definition of resentment. resentment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me just give context because I'm just here to air out all of my dirty laundry. I, I try really hard not to struggle with the resentment, but sometimes I do. And I think that this specific this month, which is the month of September as we're recording, has been really difficult for me personally because I lost two people that I love very dearly. So that is just some uncharted territory for Justin and I. And I had some little resentment rise up a little bit. So obviously my first line of defense was, let me go talk to Melissa. Let me get this in check. Let's figure this out. And that's whenever you introduced this to me and you had before, but I forgot. And so you interested me again, and I wrote it down this time. So tell us about the resentment, like the three points or whatever yeah. it is. So, uh, and, and I appreciate you being so open, um, but I think and anybody can relate to when we find ourselves either angry, frustrated, or when we resent other people for their behavior. And I was astonished mm-hmm. by this definition because... Um, Typically, we when we think of resentment, it's I resent the other person for how they're acting. And so we feel like the fix is only going to be when they change their behavior. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I have to ask them to behave differently um, so that I can feel better about them, really. Then I heard this definition, and it was very convicting for me, too. I had to sit with it for a while. So the three points are resentment builds when there are when you have not checked your expectations, 
when you have not asked for what you want and you have not set your own boundaries. And so when I looked at those three things, I was like, dang, that's all on me. That's yeah. all on me. Like you're saying nothing about the other person that has to change. So, so yeah, but okay. So then when you break it down though, how do I, why do I want to, I want to ease my anger towards someone. All right. Well, first check your expectations. Are they reasonable? Um, is it understandable? Do I have such high, lofty, idealistic expectations that really my my request is for your perfection when I know that that's not really possible or that you can fill all my needs or uh, so check the expectations. And then part two, ask for what you want. And quite frankly, for the most part, none of us really do that. Uh, we complain yeah. and we we can get to this too with airing our frustrations. We complain a lot. We think people should read our minds or it is all understandable. Like, isn't it obvious what the situation needs right now? When the answer to all that is nope, nope, and nope. <laughs> and so we have to learn how to ask for what we want clearly and kindly and very specifically so the people in our lives know what it is that we need. And then to set our own boundaries. So if this person, I mean, I know you're, you bring up a a thing with Justin and there's a whole bunch with family, especially with all the things that you have going on, but at any time um, we can all, we can ask for what we want. We can make requests. That does not mean that they can, or they want to, or they will. And so then it turns into what are our boundaries? Where am I going to set my boundaries? And can I go off on a little tangent on boundaries just for a sec? Please. Okay. So boundaries, I learned a new way of understanding them recently. Boundaries equal behaviors, my behaviors. A lot of times we think of boundaries as um, I'm going to put these limitations on other people as if it's going to control their actions, or I'm going to ask them to change their behaviors. And we do, we're making requests, but a boundary is actually, what am I going to do? So when people cross our boundaries or if they don't respect our boundaries, I think we have to kind of learn how to rephrase that because that means people are behaving in a way that I don't find acceptable. And so now my boundary is here is what I'm going to do about it. Mm. And so to avoid resentment, I'm going to check my expectations about you, ask you very specifically for what I want. And then depending on however things go, I know how I'm going to take care of myself no matter how they go. So then none of the responsibility for my peace of mind lies on the other person. It's so it's, it's so empowering. It's so hard because all, mm-hmm, it is empowering, but yes, so very hard because it comes with a chock-a-block full of other emotions that we have to wrestle again, all in our responsibility, not the other person's. Yes. I mean, and I'm, I'm just going to keep using myself as an example because I think it's, 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 it's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, but like for, for the situation that we are in, I was expecting mm-hmm. <laughs> Justin to anticipate my needs, even though I did not even know what my needs were right? because we have never had to grieve two people within two weeks. Mm -hmm. right? Like that is uncharted territory. Never have we had to drop everything and travel for two weeks Mm -hmm. or, you know, make those adjustments. So what does that even mean for him to anticipate my needs? I don't know. So how can he know? (laughs) Yeah. 
And then to expect that, and uh, that's even subconscious for most people that I didn't even really know I had this expectation of you um, to know that this is why I'm upset. So that is huge insight just to know I had an expectation that didn't get met. Yeah. But that didn't, I didn't realize that until I talked to you. (laughs) (laughs) And then to be able to articulate, wait, I don't really even know what I want. And so how can I expect him or other people to know how to soothe me in this? Because I don't know what I want. Yeah, because it was more than just reading my mind, right? It was Mm -hmm. like, because I've definitely been guilty of that. Like, how do you not know that this is the thing that I like? Because in my perspective, let's just say we've been married for, or we've been together for almost a decade. How do you not? Well, because he's worried about different things. His little block of responsibility Mm -hmm. is not the same as my block of responsibility. And his is, you know, a huge one. And so is mine. But I just think that I focus on certain things. He focuses on certain things. And it's not realistic for us to expect each other to focus on everything altogether. That the other person is doing too, that he's doing 100% him and that he will fully understand 100% of everything you need to. Now I get it. I've been married almost 20 years and I I still have that same expectation too. The how do you not know? Because they are doing all of them at the same time. And a lot of people think, well if I have to ask then it doesn't make it special or it doesn't make it sincere and I challenge that. It is exactly the thing that makes it special and sincere because now when I ask something of you and you do something for me then it's done out of love. It is a choice to love you actively. So um, I, I think we need to get over ourselves that if I have to ask that you take me out for my birthday, or if I have to ask that you take out the garbage or run me a bath or put the kid to bed for me tonight or with me, um, that it that it's not sincere or special. It, it is exactly that because then you're letting them know what you need and how you'll feel if you can get that need met. Yes. And I love that you said that because right before we started recording, we talked about, or I was just telling, filling you in on life and that exact same thing happened where I told Justin at some point, like, I want you to make an effort in taking me out on a date more because we just haven't been able to with the circumstances of this month. And then what did he do? He made a dinner reservation. He called the babysitter. He lined up everything. Mm-hmm. And and it was just like you're saying, an active, you, I wrote, love you actively. So it was an active act of love where mm-hmm. he heard something that I said, I asked for what I wanted. He heard it. And then he acted on it. Mm-hmm. That was really powerful. Mm-hmm. It was. So like what you're saying, I'm like, yeah, I just saw it happen. And Mm -hmm. you're right. I think we do need to get over ourselves because that is, uh, that is so common. Yeah. Cause like my husband is a homebody. He will watch all sci-fi all the time and be completely content. And I am a social butterfly. I like going out to eat. I like going out with friends. Um, And so I can't expect him to naturally want to do that. And it's an Mm -hmm. automatic thing. Again, that word expectation. And so when he does 
even if I invite him, he doesn't even have to invite me, but if I invite him and he says, yes, I know that that's an act of love, Mm. um, that he's doing that. Or when I sit and watch with him, that's an act of love, (laughs) a sacrificial act of love. (laughs) (laughs) So like, Rick and Morty. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but okay, that is an act of love. Yeah. So, and then when you can see it, then you appreciate it all the more. <laughs> that is so true. Yes, all all of the yes. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I also. Oh, go ahead. No, you. you I was gonna going right where I was thinking too. I was going to the boundaries and behavior. So okay. Tell me, but tell me what you were going to say. If well, you the other thing we were talking about in that same conversation, how to ask for what you want. Oh, yes. Let's do that. Because um, that's another thing that a lot of us don't know how to do. We typically communicate in airing our frustrations. Uh, you never help me around the house. I feel like I'm the only one doing things around here. What do you think? You you know, you live in a barn or whatever the, the typical, typical complaints are. I'm not pulling yours out. Let's just be clear. No, anyone yeah, that's not... These are the common ones. <laughs> yeah. um, but in all that, we're airing our frustration or basically complaining. And so people can very easily tune that out. And so what a good, really a three word, a three step formula is can be is learn how to take your frustrations to a desire and a request. So journal your frustrations, do that internally because it's just going to be noise and irritating to your loved ones so that you can figure out what your actual need is. Because when we're airing our frustrations, we're not actually asking for what we want. We're just complaining. But if you can connect it to a desire and then make a specific request about that, then you are more likely to get what you want from a situation. So taking that scenario, my desire is I want to feel like we're a team or I want to feel supported in the house here. I don't want to feel so alone in doing the things around the house that keep up the house and the kid and whatever. And so my request is once a week, can you choose to do the dishes for me? Can you do this laundry or can you help me with this task with the children or the groceries or just make it specific? So now you're dealing with real things and it's either yes or no, or I can do it this way. How is that? Now you're talking and negotiating with way more likelihood that you can get what you want. So from a frustration, connect it to a desire, to a request. Because then you're telling your partner, if you do this, here's how I'll feel. I'll feel so much more connected to you and so much more freer and supportive. And now all the lovely things about our relationship just feel better. Yes. But you've told them specifically what you want. This formula is, Mm -hmm. I used it whenever I was talking to Justin Mm -hmm. about connecting in these, um, this date that he planned. And (laughs) it's so funny. I was sitting there and I was like, okay desire request what is the desire, is my desire? And they're gonna <laughs> I said it I'm just dying because I think I'm remembering where I was sitting and I was like desire request, desire, request. and so my, yes that's what that's how I communicated I said I was like this month has been just so much and we have been in such a survival mode but intended because we have been just trying to support all of our friends and family and trying to take care of um you know everybody and 
ourselves and my emotions are so heightened. And so I said, my desire is to feel like more stable and steady. And I can do that better when we have intentional time together. Mm-hmm. And so my request is, is that you create this intentional time because my brain is so burnout and I'm just, I can't like logically and organizationally really be my best. So if you have the capacity, my desire is for us to connect and for us to feel more stable. And I believe that, you know, one way we can do that is go on a date and boom. I want you to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I said, yeah, and I want you to plan it. <laughs> and then, and then what? Almost immediately mm-hmm. he was like, Hey, I planned a date. I got a babysitter. Boom, boom, boom. And there we were eating steaks last night. <laughs> And now imagine if you, and the fact that you could connect it to, I would feel stable with us. I want to feel more connected to you. Now he's got something to connect to you with, because the alternative is when we start saying, when you never take me out, you know, you never initiate anything. I feel like I'm the one who's always initiating the stuff that we do. It's about damn time that you do something like, I am not going to want to take you out on a date with that kind of communicating. So I'm very proud of how you did it and tell Justin he gets 10 gold stars. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, truly. I was like, so thankful that he was so, what am I trying to say? Receptive. Yeah. Receptive. Receptive. I was like recipient. He was the recipient. He was receptive. When you communicate something that way, you're just much more likely to get what you need. Yeah, because I definitely have communicated it in an alternative way. And it was met with defensiveness as expected. Like, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. makes, of course, Mm -hmm. whenever Mm -hmm. you're going in to attack someone to ask for something you want, like, why would that person want to give you that? Right. Like, (laughs) but if someone's like, I miss you and I desire this time and this intention, you're like, oh, okay. Proud of you, Ainsley. Good. I'll do whatever you want. (laughs) I'm very proud of you. No, but it goes back to the things that you, I mean, I wrote down, I have them on my little piece of paper from the last time that we um, talked, which was like either last week or the week before. And that's how quickly that you can see these results, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I mean, we talked, Mm -hmm. I think it was, I can't remember last week. I think it was last Uh week or maybe the week Uh before or both. I think we actually talked two weeks in a row. Anyway, all that to say. Like these are things I wrote down. I immediately put them into action and immediately got the positive and desired result. Nice. So this is stuff that like I can attest to works. Um, okay, so now I want to go to boundaries and my behavior. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because this, whenever you said it, I was very uncomfy. Mm, okay. <laughs> I think I was just like, I... <laughs> I think I liked the idea that, okay, maybe expectations are on me and asking for what I want is on me, but the boundaries are not on me. I think for me, the boundaries were like on me to set them, but on other people to adhere to them. And that is the common expectation. Yes. But we have no control over other people. Right. The thing about boundaries is understanding. And I'm sorry if I cut you off. I should. No, you, you didn't. That. The the thing about boundaries is understanding who is responsible for what. And think about your fence line at your house or your yard. You cut your own grass. You don't go cut your neighbor's grass. 
you pick up garbage in your yard, you do not allow people to throw garbage over your fence line. So who is actually responsible? So I set a boundary. And yes, our expectation or desire is that someone will completely honor that and not keep button up against the fence. But the fact is we cannot control the behaviors of other people. And so when someone is doing or continues a behavior that makes us uncomfortable, is toxic, um, or whatever, it desires some undesirable feeling in us, then our boundary is here is what I'm going to do about it so that I protect myself on the other side of my fence line, that I salvage whatever it is I'm trying to salvage, my sanity, my peace of mind, my relationship with my family. Um, I, I may even be trying to salvage a part of a relationship with some toxic person out on the other side of that boundary line. Um, but when they say high fen good fences make good neighbors, that's what that is. So anyway, the behavior thing. So then this is what I'm going to do. And that comes with a host of other emotions that are not easy because that may need, mean grief, um, mm -hmm. some sadness that I'm, I, I hate that uh, you're not the person that I can remain safe with. And so what am I going to do about that? Um, and so it, it just becomes our behaviors become our boundaries so that we can love ourselves first and then allow ourselves to love the other people as healthy as possible. Yeah. And the thing that like the piece of that, that I struggle with the most is the emotion part of it. Yes. So let's, I'm thinking of like an example of a friendship breakup <clears throat> because I know that I feel like that's how just I've heard about that happening a lot. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> golly, I keep having to clear my throat. Okay. So I, let's say I've tried to go through this process with a friend. I've tried to salvage this with a friend and I'm like, okay, this person is no longer safe. So my boundary, and I'm just trying to think of an example on the fly, but yeah. you can help me kind of refine it. Mm -hmm. My boundary is I am no longer reaching out to make plans. If I am invited to a plan, I can then evaluate, do I want if to want to go? Mm -hmm. go or not? But I'm no longer going to be the initiator. Now, the challenge, if I'm in that position, is what is my emotion going to be then moving forward? If I don't get a call or a text in a month, am I going to be hurt? Right? Like, am I going to choose like, oh, I'm, well, they haven't reached out, so I'm going to be hurt. But I can't, like, I need to keep that emotion in check, right? And be like, well, this is what my boundary was to help me right. figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, the way that you just used it um, is when boundaries are used as ultimatums or threats to control other behaviors. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's what I needed. That's what I needed you to clarify. Okay. So it's oh. <laughs> so right. And this oh. is why you tell me the hard truth. And and I'll even say like I'm not even going through this personally, but, but I but can, I'm sure but I we have. all do. We all yeah. do. Um I know okay, that I have. So, yeah. Um where we say, well, I'm not gonna reach out to them um because because I, I'm not I don't feel like they ever reach out to me. So I'll show them I'm not going to reach out. We'll see. And then we wait for their behavior to change. Mm -hmm. um, and when it doesn't, now I'm butthurt all over again. 
Um, so one to realize that that's the uh, improper or inappropriate use of a boundary setting. That's not boundary setting. That's you as in something for punishment to get a result. So a true, I mean, and I'll flip it to use it, the ultimatum, like the marriage ultimatum too, when people use it as threats or um, again, to control the behavior of another person. An actual boundary is I am tired of putting the effort into this friendship where it feels like it's one-sided. Um, I still love this person and I want to salvage whatever kind of relationship there is. But what I need to salvage more is my time and investment and my hurt feelings that it is not reciprocal. So my boundary could be a couple of things. My behavior could be one confronting a friend. I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I'm initiating everything, just like a conversation with your husband. I feel like I'm initiating everything. Do you have time for me? You know, it can do you want to spend time with me too? So that, it, that a behavior could be confronting a friend or the behavior could be, I'm going to let this run its course and I'm going to not uh, invest as much or um, be the initiator as much. But so owning that behavior, the emotion then could be grief. Mm. Let me be sad. It's okay to be sad that maybe this friend is does not have the time for me for whatever reason, that it's not the friendship I thought it was. And so um, identify an, a, a more empowered emotion. And that might be sadness that I'm saying goodbye to a season of a friendship. But when you are truly doing it, um, setting a boundary, choosing your behaviors for your um, health and well-being, then it frees you from all the expectations and ties to that other person. Let's say a person is toxic, like a family member, they keep toxicity just keeps coming in. Um, and you want to set some boundaries, but you still want to salvage your relationship with the family and salvage your peace of mind with within you, you. And so I can choose how I am going to engage and choose some emotional boundaries that um, I'm not going to, it sounds really mean, but I'm not going to care as much about yeah. something on the other side. Um, mm -hmm. it will allow me to love you a whole lot, um, that I'm not so tied and tethered to the things that you may say or do. And my boundary may be, if you get to a certain level with me, I'm going to remove myself. So it doesn't matter what you do. I choose my behaviors. I'm going to remove myself. Now, this does not have to be confrontational and um, argumentative and assertive and condescending and all the negative things. It could just be, it is what it is. So I I'm, yeah. I don't have to judge you for who you are and how you are. I'm just going to be somewhere else. So I know that I kind of went, oh, I could talk, you know, Ainsley. No, it's the best. Um, it's so the I best. Hope any, anybody, if anybody got this far, I hope they can follow my little trail of breadcrumbs <laughs> to breadcrumbs to boundaries um so yeah did that yes yeah. yes that is exactly what I always need clarification on and just a reminder on yeah because I it's just so easy to think that your boundaries are it's so e easy to put boundaries out of spite yes instead of out of like mm -hmm. maturity and health <laughs> so think of it as instead of spite and control um to control someone else it really is to um protect and manage and control your own behaviors mm -hmm. so, so good 
I cannot control the other person. So what am I going to, I can make requests and hopefully they will honor it. But depending on how other people, the world responds, what am I going to do that maintains my love for myself and them? Mm -hmm. We literally, I had these like questions to ask you all written out and I didn't need to, I didn't even look at them. I know I kind of, <laughs> I figured we wouldn't really need to. Yeah. I'm like, uh, okay, well, I guess we covered one. Okay. Well, we kind of just naturally covered them. Okay, good. <laughs> but I'm like, we, I always have these questions for you anyway. And you know what? I'm just, I'm so glad that we got a real life example of like what it's like whenever I'm in oh. these sessions and you kind of <laughs> give me like, okay, well, let's reframe this. Let's go back and look at what just happened because yeah. that's so necessary. That is so necessary for someone to hold up a mirror and be like, this is what just happened. Let's, let's take it into the healthy way and let's show you what you just did and what you said, because we don't want that. We want to get that out of here. That's the whole point. Right. We want to get it out of here. We want to move forward with health and with wisdom. It's not wise to do the things that, you know, or approach things in that certain way. So mm -hmm. let's turn it. And well, and Ainsley, you all, you all have always come to do the work. And so a lot of people do think of counseling or therapy as like a place to vent. And I'll, I'll do that for a little bit because we need a place to express ourselves in safe places. Cause honestly, a lot of the world does not allow that. Even our closest friends, we don't have safe places to be able to express, but yeah. at some point that is no longer helpful. And if you really want change in your relationships and how you show up in your world, um, you have to do the work and you've always done that allowed for a new way of being and operating and then applied it. That's where all the power is. So I'm always so super proud of you for doing that. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So, yeah. Well, I just love it. It's so funny because I go to you for homework and I, <laughs> I always appreciate the homework <laughs> because I do. And even when I'm venting, like you'll, you'll even catch me and be like, okay, like you can keep talking, but let's also go back to this, <laughs> this need because I'm seeing it. <laughs> like one time, I think you said, do you want me to tell you what, <laughs> like what, what's going on? Or do you want to keep venting? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so we've already Okay, just tell me. <laughs> well, because you you know you need it too, and I need to hear it. Because um, sometimes, and that's what journaling, good journals are for, good friends, pastors, counselors, whatever. Because we need to get it out to yeah. hear what is going on inside, and a lot of times it's just audible processing. Um, but I, yeah, so I'm glad you're open to me cutting you off sometimes. Oh, I love it. I love it because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not efficient. Like, and I'm just working myself up more. And the more I work myself up, the, the less I can hear, mm -hmm. like the less. And what's the truth. point? We don't want to live in there. Yeah. We don't want to live in that state. And, and look, everything that we, even we've talked about in the, the last 30 minutes, um, I want whoever, again, whoever gets this far to know <laughs> it doesn't change the situation it changes you in it yes and that's where you can start to be empowered not just in one given situation but in all of them with my emotional regulation with my boundary setting my understanding of my needs my able to my ability to communicate man that's where uh, the, you know the good life is so mm -hmm. yeah and it immediately brings you that peace and that harmony and that i don't know the I don't know. I just like, I can appreciate Justin so much more. And I'm going back to my, our first example, because I put these things in place and 
it just brought the best response. And it was met with a good, because the truth is we are on a team. So let's act like we're on a team and Mm -hmm. teammates. If you, if one of you loses, both of you loses. So let's put these things in place. Let's learn about these things that where both of you can succeed and it be more harmonious forever. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So I just know that the people who have gotten this far, which I'm sure is almost everyone is are like, okay, uh, I need to learn more about this. I need a workshop. Uh, need you to do a workshop because you know, all the things, especially if they don't live in Louisiana and can do counseling. So where do they start? Where can they find you? Where can they keep up with your work? Tell us where they can find you. So I'll give you a couple of things. One, like to work with me, um, uh, you can go to my website and look, I've got like three domain names I'm playing with right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the one I just adopted, because I think I'm building my counseling group under this. Um, I mean, you can Google my name and it'll come up, but the authenticitycenter.com. That's good. Thank you. Right. I mean, you're the first person I said it out loud to, but it goes to my website. Yeah. Um, but it. yeah, Melissa Bowen, LPC.com or the authenticitycenter.com. So you can get on my email list. I'll send you a couple free resources right there, like a self-care um, template that you can figure out your own self-care and another thing. And I'll let you know when I do public workshops, that's on my email list. Amazing. If you want to schedule something, whether it's um, for your group of friends, your social group, your church, your company or whatever, get, just get in touch with me and we can figure out what that looks like over zoom or to get me in person for counseling. um, I want to speak to people who feel like they want support. Um, know that counseling is not to fix you. It is to support you where you are. Everybody, everybody's got something There, mm-hmm. there is no shame in getting support. We are not designed to do life alone. Um, and so I highly recommend that everybody find a, a counselor to be that support. And you may not find the right one at the, uh, right out of the gate. I was telling you, mm-hmm. you know, when we, we were first logged on, it. Like I had to fire five and I cursed out one before I found <laughs> the one that, that really worked for me. Um, yeah. But uh, where to begin with finding that one? Ask around. Your people are getting counseling. Your friends are getting counseling. Ask around. Somebody knows somebody. And honestly, if anybody hears this and knows Ainsley, call me. I may not be available, but I will find you someone because I'm a helper. I'm a two yep. on So no joke send me a message. I will find someone no matter where you live. Um, but a good place to start is either asking around, uh, and psychologytoday.com. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody it, it's paid listings. It's in no way exhaustive, but it is a very succinct place to look for who's in my insurance. What do they look like? What do they do? Uh, how much do they cost? Are they seeing people? It should, and it's just like a, a a really good list. That's a good place to start, in my opinion. Ask around, check your insurance, go to psychology today, or just Google people in your area. And so many social media now too, which is a little bit unfortunate. I'll save that uh, soapbox for later. Um, but you can get to know a lot about an agency or people um, based on you know what you read about them. So true. Get Amazing. Support. It is out there. Everyone is out there. And if people are not in your insurance, because a lot of people aren't taking insurance these days, um, like what I do, I develop 
um, new counselors. And so a lot of their fees are discounted. Um, and so that makes mm -hmm. them very accessible, available. And um, you, you just kind of, you may have to look around for that, but it's out there. There's all kinds of help out there. So I highly recommend you just look and ask around. Yeah, me too. That is why I wanted to have you on because I am like, I am so not ashamed about counseling. I'm like, tell yeah. tell everybody. <laughs> like, Nothing to be ashamed of, girl. That I go to counseling, that I love counseling. And I'm anytime anybody's not in counseling, I'm like, how are you living life? Why? How? How? <laughs> like, how do you just like, how are you just doing this on your own? Because I am so pro counseling, your biggest fan. And um, mm -hmm. I appreciate you taking the time because I just, I know pleasure. you're busy. So. Uh, Ainsley, I'm so proud of you and happy for you. And uh, gosh, I just love being on your journey. So I, I was honored you asked. I was like, me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, not only you, you're our finale episode. So this is the end of our season. This is the big, the big bang of the end of our season. And yeah, we're not coming back until next year. So this is the episode oh. that you get to save and you get to apply during the holidays. <laughs> Ooh, the holidays. Yeah, man. I, I, I could start off on my holiday workshop like, right now. <laughs> truly, truly. That is what, that's what we need to do. We'll yeah, get folks, in touch about into it. The boundaries. I mean, getting into the holidays, whoo, set your boundaries, figure out which, how you want to get through the holidays. How do you want to feel in them holidays? And what are you going to do to make sure those holidays feel that way? Yes. Ask for what, set your expectations, ask for what you want, set your freaking boundaries and enjoy your holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing thank you so much melissa you are the best my pleasure i love you so much i love you thank you so so much for spending time with us today and hanging out here on wild confidence i hope that you feel encouraged and ready to tackle the day feeling even more confident than you did before you started listening I'd be so thankful if you left a review or shared this episode with a friend and I'll see you soon. Oh, don't forget. Let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ainsley B and I hope to meet you there. <laughs>